0: Welcome to this episode of CTU Speaks, from seventh grade to the fifth floor.
1: I was taught by a Chicago teacher, Chicago teacher,
2: Chicago teacher. I learned to read and write from a Chicago teacher, so I'm inspired
0: by the fight for our Chicago teachers. I'm your co-host Andrea Parker, and I'm Tara Stamps. We got some great guests here today. We got some former students of our mural candidate brandon johnson from, yeah they were my students
2: too they keep forgetting that <laughs> Go, they're your students sarah of course Duh. Yes, they were my students too but you know what they were his homeroom so i'm gonna i'm gonna let them have that and you this was at jenner elementary school correct <laughs> yes jenner academy of the arts so you are what you oftentimes hear brandon say you know that's where he got his start jenner uh, academy of the arts in cabrini green usa and he really did um I met Brandon nearly 17 years ago. So that's how long ago it was. He hadn't even had his eldest son. As a matter of fact, we gave him a baby shower. It was the first time we had given a a male teacher a baby shower uh, at Jenner because his wife was um, expecting, they was expecting their first kid. So yeah. Wow.
0: And so we're going way back to the beginning of this journey. Back at Jenner, he was a social studies teacher, correct?
2: Yep. So during that time at Jenner, he was, you know, more than just the teacher. He was so many things to our young people at that
0: time. That is so true. And it's just awesome to be able to hear a teacher who taught in a Capini Green neighborhood, middle school teacher running for mayor. So without any further ado, we're going to interview three of his former students, as well as the former co-worker, and to dive deep into his journey from seventh grade at Jenner to the fifth floor of City Hall.
2: Listen, we have some great guests in the studio, um, people who knew Brandon Johnson before uh, he was in this runoff for mayor of the city of Chicago. And so let's just take a moment for them to introduce themselves.
3: I'm Malik Savage. I'm a former student of Mr. Johnson.
4: I'm the Conre Williams. I'm also a former student of Mr. Johnson.
5: I'm Shakira Williams. I'm also a former student of Mr. Johnson. I'm Pat Wade. I'm a co-worker of
1: Brandon Johnson. And I can't wait for you all to loosen up a little bit. So
2: we can get the real real flow uh, to this story and kind of really bear out who this man was and what he meant to our school at the time. As you all know, um, before he became the Brandon Johnson, he was just uh, lovingly like our little brother, right, who came to Jenner. And uh, was a teacher. And we kind of like went in on the principal, advocated for them to hire him. What do you remember about that, Pat?
3: Mm.
1: We all stood up for him. We all said we need somebody in 309, 309, 309. What was about 309? 309, the teachers never stayed. It was like a hex was on that classroom. 309, teachers never stayed. So we was fighting to get a positive, good-looking black man. With long dreads at the time, <laughs> with the cutest smile, we said, we got you. You're going to stay in
0: 309. And what was 309? What grade was uh, that? In? What subject? seventh grade. Okay. Mm. Here's also social something studies. else
1: she was teaching. Social studies, economics. <laughs> <laughs> what
5: do you remember about it? I remember more than anything of him just telling everybody, like, don't provoke me, Miss Williams, do not provoke me. And I just were like, okay, Mr. Johnson. But he also is the reason why I passed the Constitution, because he used to play this song all the time. And I still remember this song to the day. Give
0: us a little bit.
5: <laughs> so it go like, we the people, and oh like, my God! Like it was <laughs> just to form part of perfect union. Yeah. Established, it. like it was really good. So like I still in my, That's my schoolhouse body, rock, baby. Yeah. So he was like, and then he, if you answer a question right, he'll like get away from his wood. She's hot. She's hot. Like that. I like that. <laughs> he was really funny. When you on his good side though,
0: that, that means that he had a bad side, right? Yeah. Or well, like, a strict side. Yeah. Yeah. As we all, as all teachers
3: do. We have to, right? Yeah. As he should have, you know, When hearing this other side now that we're adults, like, we had no idea if there was a form of difficulty that he dealt with before getting there. But, like, now on the outside looking in, I think he did a great job at navigating that space. Like, knowing that we couldn't keep a teacher in room 309, he came and he kind of just, like, shifted the culture. And he mm. made it be known that, like, you're not gonna walk over me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna do whatever needs to be done in order for me to, you know, add value to, to all of you to be able to come who you're destined to become. So I have even more respect for him now, just hearing that side of um That's because the story. I had
1: his back and I wouldn't let him fail. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. And Tara, you was his mentor too.
1: Well, like I like I was
2: asking um Pat, you know, when When Brandon Johnson showed up at that time, I was the chair of middle school. Okay. I had the most time in the building in middle school at that time. So I was the middle school chair. And as the chair, you are allowed to participate in the interviewing process of anybody that's going to join the team. And so I remember uh, the principal at the time, Miss Woodson, rest in peace, uh, had me to come down. All of that was arranged. And when, He came in, we were all sitting and they were giving him such a hard time. So I'm at the table and I'm just kind of like sizing him up. He came in in his favorite Navy blue, but he had these really long dreadlocks Mm -hmm. like down almost to the middle of his back. Wow. But they wanted to give him a hard time. And so halfway through the interview, I was like, we are not going to give this man a hard time. We have a middle school that at that time was predominantly boys. Sure. It was predominantly black boys. And I was like, you are not going to send this black man away. I will see you on Monday. Why did they
0: want to send him away? I don't necessarily
2: know if they wanted to send him away per se, but they definitely wanted to break him over the coals and see if he had, you know, the pedagogical bandwidth to teach. And I think also, as you heard before, no one had stayed. We had teachers who were like jumping ship in the middle of the school year. There was Mm -hmm. no consistency in that classroom. So I think in their defense, they were also wanting to just make sure that yeah. he was committed. He wasn't
1: passing by. Right.
2: So I, I think that was the bigger thing. But I was like, no, come on. At the time, I was teaching language arts. He was teaching social studies. And as you heard, econ. And, <laughs> and Mary Beth Payne was the math teacher. And at that time, I think that was probably one of the strongest academic teams of teachers. Mm-hmm. That I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Mm-hmm. Everybody was really content strong. Sure. And everyone had a real heart for young people. So it wasn't like anybody was kicking the can down the road when it came to this particular group of young people. We were always in concert about how we were going to move them forward and what they were going to do. And Miss Payne was very, Firm
5: um, <laughs> and very
2: organized, and very you know she had like a a definite start and a definite endpoint. Whereas I was a little bit more artistic and loosey goosey, and, and and not loosey goosey in a bad way, but I wanted expression and I wanted sure. this different level of involvement. Brandon at the time, Mr. Johnson, to yeah. you guys <laughs> brought really good balance mm. to the team, and he was really a consummate team player. So. Coaching him in, in the profession was fairly easy because he had a heart for young people. Okay. I can teach you how to write a lesson plan, but I can't teach you to care. I can't teach you to have compassion. I can't teach you the investment that's required to help young people grow. You gotta come with that. And Brandon did.
5: I think it was like a big family because you, Mr. Johnson and Miss Payne, like y'all actually cared for our education. And everything else, like if we need a therapy, you need to stay out of school. So I feel like we were just one big family on the third floor. I feel like class O now is the best
0: class. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I'm sure Ms. Brand would love to hear that.
2: Um, there was actually a quote. Many of the young people have been just commenting. Sure. And one of the comments was, if he can change the kids at Cabrini Green, he can change the city. Oh, my God. That's incredible. We got to get that recorded someplace. And, and he
0: will. Because it's already changing the county.
2: Passed the budget for Black Lives. That's and all right. that stuff.
0: So you all are adults now. What can you uh, garner from your classroom experience with Mr. Johnson that been your teacher?
5: Strictness, like to just stay on the right path and just okay. don't get distracted and like stay focused. Get to your goal. Just make an endpoint A and B plan and like stick with it. And I teach that into my kids now.
0: Awesome.
4: For me, I would say that the conviction Mr. Johnson displayed, it definitely manifested into my life now. You know, now I'm a father, I'm a private chef, and I'm, I have several other businesses. And I would say definitely he was one of the role models that I had as a kid that did have a father, you know, and going into Cabrini on a, on a daily basis. Just having that role model that you knew, you know, not just he's a teacher, but he, you know, he was compassionate. Correct. I had things going on personally, and I remember some of the conversations we shared, I mean, that I shared with him. And with those conversations, not only did he keep it, you know, between the two of us, I was able to channel through the the things that I was dealing with. Yes. And uh, because of that, I'm the man I am now. Wow. So you're saying that because of Mr. Johnson's
2: involvement in your life personally, that you attribute the man you are today with some of the teachings that you took away from him, some of the the personal time, the investment that he made into you as a student. 1,000%. That's awesome. Mr. Savage.
3: I think my biggest takeaway um, for Mr. Johnson would be to operate in life with like devotion and then also with intentionality. Um, when I say devotion, not only was he a teacher to us, but he was also a coach, right? Mm. For For multiple activities, basketball, um, flag football. Um, Softball. Yeah, so that's just an example of like, okay, I know I'm here to do one thing, but like if I really want to have impact and I really want to touch the people. Like I have to go above and beyond and show that I'm devoted. I take those same principles and I use it in my life. And with intentionality to see that he's in politics now for me, looking at him, it's like, it it was intentional. We didn't know this at the time though. Right. right? right? He taught social studies and now he's trying to provide a service to, to service the entire Chicago. So those two takeaways for me, It's just something that I try to imply in my life, be devoted as well as intentional with the pursuits that I'm that I'm going after in life. And I I can credit that to him. Sounds like he sowed
0: some good seeds.
2: (laughs) I can't uh, wait for him to hear this because you sow seed. Right. But you don't know where they're going to bloom
0: necessarily
2: or or when. when. Yeah. So for him to be able to and, you know, using a proverb, get his roses now Mm -hmm. from you guys to know that what he did were life lessons that. He sold in seventh grade and now you guys are, how old are you guys now?
5: I'm Shafira. I'm 29. Oh, wow. I'm
4: the quandary. I'm 29 as well. I'm
3: Malik. I'm 27.
4: Okay.
2: Wow. You all are carrying those lessons with you and inculcating that into your own children, which I think is just amazing. It but, is. but Pat, you said I'm you got a perspective of like as a coach.
1: I'm about to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> See, because I taught him how to be a coach. Mm. <laughs> So when Brandon got the job, I went right in his room. I said, let me see your class list. I put a mark by everybody. Watch this one. Watch that one. Oh, stay on top of this one. Stay on top of that one. You need me. I'm right here. And the first thing he said, don't leave me. Why you say that? I said, <laughs> "I said, my dad's right by your classroom. I said, I'm not going nowhere. I said, but I got you, little brother. You got this. So I'm going to tell a funny story. Malik probably remember this. So he was like, you think I could coach? I said, yeah, I'm tired of coaching these kids. I'm past the torch. Right. I got all the kids for flag football. I got them all outside. Brandon came outside. I went inside, went in his classroom, looked out the window, and he thought I was going to help him. Mm-hmm. But I looked out the window. He looked up like, what am I supposed to do? I say, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> and he figured it out. And he did a good job.
0: And so Malik, you alluded to earlier, like while wow, seeing Brandon running for mayor, like while wow, he's living social studies in action, basically. For the rest of you all, what is that like seeing your former teacher and your former coworker run for this major office of the third largest city in the country?
4: I guess I could say I'm proud because yeah. one, I got to sit in his class. So yeah. I already know the man he was, you know, and who, he is, who yes. he is going to become. I mean, it was just a proud moment to see. You know, Mr. Johnson, Mr. J, we used to call that's what we used to call him back right.
5: then. So, for me, it's like exciting. Dang, I was that was my seventh grade teacher. So I be going around <laughs> like, y'all know my seventh grade teacher running for mail, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> so I like it's exciting because you see somebody that like you probably never even expect to even thrive that much right like now it's like make you even dream and big even more yeah. as, as an adult like so it's
0: really exciting like anything can happen yeah like yeah. it's very exciting anything is possible when
2: you first heard what was the feeling
3: for me it was just like one of those things uh like job well done right like representation is so important so to see this you know this black man make it to this level this status is just like man it's, I, I feel that there's nothing that that can't be achieved, you know?
1: This this is kind of like, I'm going to put it out here. It was on graduation. I was at Golden Nuggets. Brandon came in there. Yeah. And I didn't know he was in there. He came to my table and sat with me. He's like, what up, big sis? I said, what up, little brother? What you up to now? And he said, man, people think that uh, I could run for mayor." Mm. I say, what Stacy say? That's the mm. first thing I said. What right. your wife say? You know, he said, she don't know yet. I said, well, relive this conversation after you tell her. Then I want to know. It stuck with me like, man, that's somebody I work with. That's somebody I mentor. That's somebody. He was my little brother, but big brother. Right. That's what I call him. Because he gave me some advice a lot of days because I was a foster parent. Mm. and He had one of my foster students in his class. Mm. And at that time, she was challenging. and I was going through so much. And one day I came to work and he saw it in me. And he's like, come in my room. I go in there. And he's like, let me give you a hug. And I, was, and I started and I started crying. And he was like, let me explain something to you. There's nothing that you're doing that's wrong. Everything you're doing, God put on you to do. And you have to remember, that's not your bloodline. That's something that you took in to help. Right. He said, so take the weight off your shoulder and you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, everything turned around. Because right. then he had a conversation with her and tell her you need to be grateful for where you at because you could have been somewhere else different. Mm.
0: That's real talk and I like mm. how you mentored him so you mentored him you gave him great advice now he's turned around giving you great advice he needs you on his campaign all right? you I'm already- not going to say you didn't
2: because <laughs> you know when we were sitting there the night of we was looking around the room like we supposed to be playing a bigger role in this
0: but <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause you
2: do want to be around people who a knew you yeah, and you know, who has your best interest at heart, who's going to protect you. Who's going to be very very protective of you. And that's why I went to so many forums and debates and, town halls and and because i knew it was it was this really weird feeling it was almost the same way i feel about my sons in that no matter who is here they need to look out in the audience and see a friendly face mm-hmm. they need to look out in the audience and see if somebody out there who got their back who wants the best for them and so whenever i would come and say i'm here he would like i know i know you got me right and so it was that kind of protectiveness, the same kind of protectiveness. It's so weird because we've been protective of Brandon ever since we met.
1: Like what? Before he became a dad. <laughs> so we, like Right. Before we he don't really gave him a father. baby shower. Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> they never had a male baby shower at Jenner. So right. That was So we the gave first. him a baby shower.
1: <laughs> yeah. The big baby shower. Well, another thing I can say about Brandon, I think I saw this coming. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. reason, mm-hmm. reason why I say that, I saw how he was grooming Tara to mm-hmm. run for Alderman. Wow. And I was right there the whole time when he first told Tara, "You need to move in the Austin area, get a house in the Austin area." She was like, "Why?" And he said, "Just follow my lead." We was right there with Tara, getting signatures, knocking on doors, right. you know, everything. And I say something big gonna come your way, but I didn't know what it, it was gonna be. It's
2: actually, I didn't feel like I was being groomed. That show you I don't pick up on clues well. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you when I did know we were heading down a different path because Brandon actually left Jenner and he left when nobody would know he was leaving, which was the summer. Mm -hmm. So many politics get played in um, CPS that our children have abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. So when I know that our students are really bought into a teacher and I know that teacher is going to leave, like my heart aches because I know those children are going to feel some type of way. Right. And clearly, from from what they have to say about who Mr. Johnson was as a teacher, that you know would be the case. So the young people that class graduated, he called me once he was at Westinghouse. So we, and he was like, "Hey sis, they want me to come work for the union. Should, you think I should go?" I was like, "Yeah," and take me. <laughs> I was like, "And then come get me." And in a very weird way, that's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened. Um, so he joined the union. Then all of our political fights started. He was on the front line of those fights in terms of like, you know, school closings, um, that resurgence of unionism, that core and and under the leadership of Karen Lewis ushered in. And because of our relationship, he made sure that I was included in that. And so people ask, like, where did you come from? Because I was actually the MC for the big rally that we had at. A auditorium theater. Right. And I remember people walking up to me like, who are you? And I'm like, a teacher like mm-hmm. you. Right. And I think what speaks well of that is that he doesn't leave people behind. Mm. Correct. Right. He he recognizes talent. He recognizes capacity and he builds it. I don't know what my walk would have been had Brandon not said, no, come and do this speech or come and lead this rally or come and do this. But once that started happening, then I was opened up to this whole new world of unionism and, and building coalition and what that, what that sound like. And then came the, okay, now we gonna run for office. <laughs> well, we started politicizing our fight because Karen said, okay, we're going to take it to the voters. You all don't want to play right with us. You all don't right. want to be respectful of us. We come to negotiate contracts in good faith. And when we come to the table, we continuously disrespect it. And Karen said, we're going to take it to the voters. And we honestly, in in partnership with other, you know, sister organizations have been wildly successful as a result. But I know you guys are following the press and y'all hear um, some of the things that's coming out. Why do you think some people are so intimidated, if not afraid, of a teacher being the mayor?
4: Because that's power. What that means is a lot of the kids that didn't get the education that I got, the, the teachers that we had growing up in Jenner that cared, they'll now get that. Right. You know, They'll now get updated uh, textbooks. They'll now get updated um, laptops and computers or whatever we need to make these kids successful. My kids are in, are in CPS right now. And more importantly, one of my kids right now is in, the, is in the IMP program. And so with that, the help that he'll be able to get just with the with the idea of having a teacher that knows the struggles that each kid individually had you know, go through on a day-to-day basis. Now we'll start seeing some changes.
0: I agree. Um, I think when I first really got to know Brandon, we went to Washington, DC to to lobby um the black Congressional Congress, uh caucus. And that was just seeing him just love on education and fight for education is a really big deal. And I think a lot of, you know, people in power, the rich are afraid because there will be some changes and people will get equity in housing and in education and all those kind of things. So you see all these campaigns now that people are having about Brandon and saying he's extreme. Yeah, he is extreme, extreme for education, extreme for the right thing.
5: Yeah, I also think it's more scarier that Mr. Johnson is very strong minded. Yeah somebody that's fighting for the CPS in public schools, not often, like, a lot of people do not fight for public schools that's and true. give them the things they need. Like, my daughter is up in the fifth grade, and she got, like, 30 students in one class. Yeah. Like, that is ridiculous. So I think it's very good that he's fighting for what he's fighting for, for schools and public schools, because it's not really, like, teachers and parents only fight It says something different.
4: The other thing, too, you got to think that right now, CPS is one of the worst, like, school curriculums that you know the structure that we have mm. um, and i can say this because uh just not not too long ago i was living in bolingbrook and the district out there valley view you know the, the curriculum the way that they really kind of tailored the the program to each individual student sure you know i saw a big difference yeah and so to be able to have that here in chicago where the kids you know they can they can manifest themselves like we used to have the art class mr job what was his spider. name mr. Spider, yeah <laughs> mr spider to be able to just have those outlets you know i think would not only change the structure of how the kids are right now in the, the city but also it can just change the entire environment overall because all it takes is one person to say i want to do something a little different
0: yeah that's all it takes seeing um brandon johnson running for mayor what advice would you have for him oh, as wow. he's running for this office what could be some um Something you can say to encourage and motivate him to get to that finish line.
1: I would say don't change. Keep being Brandon Johnson mm. that you have always been because there's nothing wrong with you. Just add on to your homework and just get better.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right.
5: <laughs> um, I would agree with that. Stay strong-minded. Um Keep using Don't Provoke Me because that, that gets you somewhere. <laughs> and it's sick with people. So, And you're doing a great job. So I say stay the same, don't change, and stay scrum-minded.
4: So I, I used to have a quote. In order to create change, you must first be the change mm. in, in which you wish to create. Stay Brandon Johnson. You know, give people that side that we saw when we were kids and help us grow, help, help Chicago grow into the city that we can become. amen.
3: Amen. So I heard this quote and it was like, um, how can you be what you don't see? Mm. To see him reach these levels, I would tell him job well done. And uh, to keep in mind that there's a whole demographic of people who's proud, who's who's aspiring high now because of this level that he's made it to. So just keep going because you never know who's watching.
2: I love hearing that because recently and I and I. um, alluded to this. There was a a reporter who contacted me from the New York Times to discuss what we were discussing with you all, which like you knew him when. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions was, if you had one word to describe uh, Brandon Johnson, what would it be? And I said, consistency. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what do you mean? I said, Brandon, that this whole city is looking at and this whole country is reporting out on is the same guy who sat next to me in 309, he's the same. I said, the only thing that has changed is the nuances in the in the conversations he has to have. I said, but his quirky sense of humor, his dedication to Black people and Black issues, his desire to want equity, to fight relentlessly for schools and communities in a city that we deserve is the exact same. And he's always been a family man. He's always been a man of faith. And he's always been a man who, challenged the status quo. He tells this story about working in Cabrini Green and where the children um in back of them was an economy, one of the best economies in the country, right? One of the richest uh communities in the city. But in front of them what they knew was being torn down, was being dismantled. And so they were chasing this while looking at the destruction and what he poured into those young people that you can build beyond the destruction that you're, you're witnessing. You can build on this rubble. You can build on this dismantling. To me, that is like the greatest thing um, in watching him because he was always committed to the same vision.
0: I'm going to quote what Pat said earlier. You got this to Brandon. Mm-hmm. He got this. So I think not only does he got our vote, but he has our support.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now get out and y'all tell y'all
0: Yeah. <laughs> tell y'all peers and all y'all cousins and them uh vote for Brandon Johnson. Let's get ready to knock on some doors and change Chicago. That's right. That's right. Well, I
1: called a lot of our former parents on my way to work all this week and like, "Hey, your kids graduated last year, year before last. Check this out. We need to go vote." <laughs> I told them, "Don't tell them nothing. When you get out of work, you take them y'all go vote together and screenshot and send me the paper that y'all voted." <laughs> Do the early vote. <laughs> don't, don't wait, don't wait to Don't wait till the last day of election day. Do the early vote. Hey, screenshot that to me and tell Tutu no why I love them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right each one take one to the polls Ugh. right take somebody to the polls and thank you all for being guests on the uh, c Speaks podcast so much. I'm really so proud of you, you all
2: too by the way
0: yes I'm very so proud of you all because awesome. I was y'all teacher too <laughs> <laughs>
1: we love like you too miss yay all right, thank you I was y'all everything she always trying to be the one up somebody. Somebody get her mic. But I'm
2: not lying, She though. always trying
0: to one up somebody. She Maybe she's going to be another co-host on the show. <laughs>
2: I was your everything. Don't give her an opportunity. You don't know what you asking, but die.
5: Oh, my God. I just realized you've been knowing me since I was a life
1: baby. When you started preschool, I had yeah. you preschool.
0: thank you so much listeners for listening to this episode of CTU Speaks from 7th grade to the 5th floor if you have any questions comments or concerns or any ideas for the show please do not hesitate to reach out to us at 312-467-8888 again 312-467-8888 we also can be reached by email at ctuspeaks at ctulocal1.com or Now, Tara, give some information on voting because we know that the runoff is April 4th. So how can we make sure that our listeners have access to voting? Absolutely. Um. So listen, before the
2: election, you can go to any polling location in all 50 wards to early vote. You can also go downtown to the Chicago um, Board of Elections and vote early. A lot of people don't realize that, but thanks to many organizations, uh, one of whom is Chicago Votes, that has really passed law, passed policy to make uh, Illinois one of the most easy places to vote, right? Yes. So we don't want anything to get between us and our democracy and our fight for democracy. So if you go to Day up, take your ID and two pieces of mail with your address on it, and you can get a provisional ballot. But if you want to make sure that your vote gets cast, early. Vote. Um, The other thing is, you want to get involved. You see that this uh, very, very consequential election, probably the most consequential election to happen in the city of Chicago in about four decades, right? So much of what our city is going to look like is going to be determined by this election. So go to brandon for chicagocom and that's Brandon, F-O-R Chicago.com and there you can find uh, links to volunteer, links to donate. You can also go to his Instagram page which is Brandon4Chicago the number four, um, Chicago, and see all of the videos that you can share with your friends and family and neighbors. Listen, he's not going to be able to get to everybody's church. He's not going to be able to get to everybody's block but through the magic of media, yeah. we can um, definitely get to experience Brandon and hear his message for what he wants to do for the city of Chicago. Check it out, BrandonForChicago.com.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of CTU Speaks, where we only speak what matters. See you next time. Till next time.